All right. Welcome back to JB Squared. I'm JB Hager, but more importantly, joined by Johan Bernil. And we do this JB Squared show after the move so we can let Johan go into deep detail on the, his observations during the Tour de France, whether it's an individual or a team or both. It's very, very insightful. So we're going to get to stage two already. A pretty exciting Tour de France for two stages. It's just, it's hard to believe. We'll get into all that with Johan in just a minute. But first, here is some messages from a couple of our partners. Today's show is brought to you by HVMN. Uh, you've heard us all talking about it on this show, The Move, and uh, and then obviously now on JB Squared. We're happy to tell you about it. Uh, Ketone IQ by HVMN. Um, I started taking this uh, three months ago or so, a uh, daily, I do a shot daily and, uh, it's really my biggest notice. I mean, of course, Lance and George noticed a lot of the, the physical benefits of, of using ketones IQ, but for me, it just helped with mental clarity. I don't know. I just was in a fog there for a while. Honest to God, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was age. I don't know if it was like this lingering COVID thing, but a couple months of taking T ketones IQ, I was like, wow, I feel good. I feel alert again. I feel like I can pay attention better, focus on things better. So not only physical um, improvements by using ketones IQ, but also mental clarity. I can vouch for that. Uh, a big portion of the Peloton is using ketones, uh, ketones IQ, uh, and they've really improved the, the, the cost and the taste and the little shot sizes, or you can do the large bottle. That's uh, basically 10 shots. Uh, you can do it either way. I've done both. It's also available in sprouts throughout the U S if you want to pick it up in your city and you can save 30% off your first subscription order of ketone IQ at hvmn.com slash the move. All right. Again, visit hvmn.com slash the move and subscribe upon checkout for 30% off. Today's show is also brought to you by Ventum Bikes. Uh, now I'm at this point in the, in coverage here. I own an NS1, the road bike, and just a few months ago got the GS1. And I am having a blast. I've never had a gravel bike before. Riding 42-inch knobby tires on a somewhat road geometry is an absolute blast. Uh, really, really enjoying it. The NS1 has an all-new integrated all-road bar, better tire clearance, and refined carbon layup. And that improves stability, more compliant descending, and stiffer cornering. The new GS1 is more stable and smooth over rough and technical roads thanks to the longer reach, better tie clearance, and a longer wheelbase. Uh, so go check it out at VentumRacing.com. You'll love how easy it is to, and how specific you can get on specking out your bike. Picking the geometry, you can pick the width of the handlebars, the stem length, everything. Uh, what wheel upgrades, if you want that, the crank length. And there's a lot of helpful information to help you pick that out if you're not real familiar with your sizing. You can get 10% off when you use the code we do at checkout at ventumracing.com slash the move. All right, Johan, let's start out with your, your broad views of stage two. This is like you're watching the two heads of state doing battle on day two. And it's just like, wow, it's, you know, it's like, you, I, I don't think it doesn't have that slow run up uh, that you often get with the tour de France. It's, it's like fireworks out of the gate stage one and two. Yeah, exactly. I think stage one and stage two, we saw, you know, the protagonists of the stage 
were uh, the two big favorites, Jonas Vingegaard and 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 Tadej Pogacar and their teams. Uh, it's like there's no other. T- it is like it, there's no other teams in the race to determine what's going to happen. Uh, and today was was more or less the same. You know, uh, we we saw the, the three man breakaway very easily. They went away. It was three strong riders. So. Um, you know, Nielsen Paulus and, and Edward Bassengagen and Remy Cavagna, those were three strong riders. And um I was a bit surprised to see um, you know, I didn't see I didn't watch the start, but you know, when I turned on the the the, the broadcast, they had like three, four minutes, these riders, and and the whole UAE team on the front. And I was thinking, you know, why would they spend so much energy so early in the tour and so early in this stage, knowing that, you know, there was definitely going to be war between Pogacar and, and Vingegaard and the other favorites on the last climb on the high ski bill. So, um, you know, I was, I was questioning that and I've, I've kept questioning it the whole stage, <laughs> the whole stage until, until the, the, the bottom of the high ski bell, um, because, you know, so early in the stage, yes, they do have the yellow Jersey with Adam Yates, um, but Adam Yates has stated very, very clearly that he was at the service of Pogacar. Uh, I think yesterday was definitely an unplanned scenario that they won the stage and took yellow. Um, but Adam Yates is also a, a dangerous guy for, for the other, somebody they can use later strategically in the mountain stages. Um, so I was thinking to myself, you know, why would... Why would UAE not let this gap go three, four more minutes? Uh, and then I I, I, I would want to bet a lot of money on the fact that Jimbo Visma would have come with two riders to set the pace to make sure that this breakaway stayed within reach. Because this was one of the stages that that uh, um, Von Aert wanted to win. Right. And, and, and also, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to give these guys six, seven minutes, although nobody of these guys is dangerous for the GC, but still, um, you know, I, I, I found that strange that they were so determined. And I, I could also see, um, a bit of chaos within the team, a bit of nerves, uh, the two Scandinavians, uh, Mikkel Björk and, uh, the other guy, I don't remember his name, Lacken or the, the, the tall guy um from from uae uh they were obviously on pulling duty um and uh i could see matteo trentin getting upset with them a few times uh because they were basically once again doing their job too good and they got probably too excited obviously michael björk it's clear he, he has incredible legs in these first two stages uh but still, you know, yeah, yes, they 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 pulled the whole stage. They only used two riders, right? Um, but but I I think it could have been done a lot differently. Uh, Jimbo Visma would not have let this this stage escape, uh, although they didn't even if they didn't win at the end. But so I I was I was I wrote down here, you know, did UAE not learn anything from last year? You know, they <laughs> uh, I think. For, then later in the stage, we've seen that you know with 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 uh, Groschartner and uh, Rafael Maika, who was incredibly strong, and and Adam Yates, obviously, and and Pogacar, they had four riders in that elite group at the end. Uh, and I said, you know, there I wrote down here they are very very strong, but not very very smart. <laughs> uh, 
again, you know, this is just me thinking. Um, I, I think they are, it's super, super early in the tour and they are showing very early on that they're very strong. Yeah. I was, couldn't help but wonder if it's intentional, like this, this ego pissing match between UAE and Jumbo to show dominance early, like we're in mm. charge that some of that is going on, right? Just showing that there's a stronger team. Although Jumbo seems to be more patient with this, their efforts. I think it is definitely going on. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not earning any prices with that. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. And and what I said in the preview show, you know, I think uh, they're very equal in terms of strength. You know, I would not, I would not be able to say which is the strongest team uh, overall, but, but in my opinion, Jumbo Visma, they've raced more together and they have a calmer approach and they seem more trained together. Uh, whereas UAE, I think they're, they need to get into the tour and, 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 and find each other. Um, and you know, you know, all your years as director too, and, and your race experience, but do you, do you find it's hard to manage riders between ego and effort? Like, I, I know you can do this. Okay. I know you can go off the front. I know you can, you're capable, but don't, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. it, 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 that's a tough balancing act sometimes <laughs> when you're, you're, you're thinking about the long-term goal uh, and not letting the ego get in the way for something that isn't important. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's also, it's also not easy to, as, as a team director, it, when you're in the car to not get dragged into that enthusiasm you know because every stage and especially the first stages is, is super nervous you're in the unknown and and basically the main objective of the first stages is get through the stage without any problems without any crashes without any punctures without any time loss right and so once you have your team up front it kind of feels safer rather than having them all over the place and not knowing where everybody is so it is kind of easy to get dragged into okay guys you know let's stay up there and then once somebody is pulling and you see that other guys are getting dropped you notify it on the radio and and then this guy for example if let's just say if Mikkel Bjerg is pulling and and a guy like Ala Philippe gets dropped and you say that the guy gets even more excited right the guy who's who's, who's pulling and he, get, he he goes a little bit more a little bit further so it's not always good to motivate them too much especially so so early in the stage because in the race because uh so yeah i mean um it's clear that they're super strong uh uae but um i mean i don't know what their goal was today obviously they wanted to to see if they could get that those eight seconds on top of Bell. Uh, they did uh but you know you can almost be sure that uh Vingegaard is going to have the 5 right it's 8 5 and 2 so it's it's a 3 second bonus uh, you know is that really and then at the end of course he also took 4 seconds in the last sprint so but is that worth a whole stage of pulling and sacrificing the mm -hmm. team that's that's the question so for the moment, you know, there, there, there's two stages and, and I would say it's mental advantage for UAE because they got bonus out of it. Uh, yesterday they won the stage. They got the yellow jersey plus Pogacar got bonus today again. Right. So you have to say for the moment, if you look at the numbers, they, they are right. Right. But the, the question is, is this little time bonus worth so much effort? 
That's that's the question I have. All right, let's talk about Victor Lefebvre with a, an, an awesome win. I love seeing that when someone is, you know, brave enough to take that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he knows he can't sprint with those those guys and, and yeah. caught him off guard. Well, uh, first of all, first of all, you know, you mean, first of all, you have to be up there with these guys. You know, it, that that was a really strong group. Um and you know we know Victor Lafay is, is not a is not a, a well known name, but he did win a stage last year in the Giro. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? I don't remember. But anyway, I've seen him already yeah, a two few years times. Ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, I've seen him a few times. You know, being up there with the best of the best. You know, especially on short climbs. And yesterday, uh, the two big riders of the Tour de France were up front, Vingegaard and and, and Pogacar, and he was there with them. Not just there hanging on, but as soon as there, there was a hesitation, he attacked and 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 Pogacar went straight on the wheel. So he's obviously in in super shape. You know, I've I've seen I've seen the numbers and the calculations. And so on the on yesterday's climb, for example, uh, he came on. He I think he went fastest. He he was one second faster than Pogacar. So he has the KOM now on that last climb. Uh, but he did more or less four minutes at 8.2 watts per kilo. That's crazy, 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 you know, and uh, uh, there's not many guys who can do that. Uh, so obviously he is, he is in great shape. There was, it was clear that if he was able to hang on yesterday with them, he was going to be there today. He could sit in and just wait for his time. And he, you know, he, he calculated it really well. Um and uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, what a win for him, uh, and what a win for Kofidis, right? Uh, Fifteen years yeah. without winning a stage at the Tour de France, and this is the this is the oldest Tour de uh, oldest uh, team in, in in France, which is racing the Tour, the longest the longest lasting sponsor. They must be up there with uh, with Francaise de Jeu, uh, but but I, I think they're one of the oldest. Long la- I mean, both both. I mean the three the three teams, uh, uh, Francaise de Jeux, which is now Groupama, FDG, and Cofidis and AG2R. They're in there already since very long. But what a win for them um, and for this guy. So uh, so yeah, Victor Lafay is definitely a name that we 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 have to write down. Typical the typical rider who, for example, seeing what he what what he did yesterday, for example, this is a rider who could, for example, win Flesh Wallonne, which finishes on the Mur de Huy. This is very similar uh, as the as the climb yesterday. So, um, yeah, I mean, amazing and 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 you know, good for good for Cofidis and 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 great for French cycling to not have to wait until <laughs> I think last year it was basically it was stage seventeen or eighteen when a French guy and then on, on top of that was Christophe Laporte who was riding for Jumbo Visma won the first French stage. Now after stage two, they have their win already. So. Um, You've mentioned in the past that it it'll it'll calm the French media down too, yeah. right? They, they behave mean, they behave differently if they get what they want, right? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, stage win, and you know, Godu is up there, uh, and and Bardet is up there. The, the guys for GC. So for the moment, the the French media they they'll be happy. Um, All right. I'm going to come back to uh, some team stuff with Jumbo. You spent a lot on uh, on UAE already, but uh, your observation, break it down for everybody, what you thought should have happened with Jumbo and um, and uh, Vingago. Yeah. With that lead in today. 
But first, I, th I thought I thought during the stage, Jumbo played it really well. You know, they 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 put the pre they let uh, UAE uh, pull. I don't know if there has been any talks between UAE and Jumbo Visma. Probably yes. Uh, that usually happens. You know, like that that UAE would say, okay, Jumbo, you also put two guys. They they decided not to. Uh, and so they could sit back and, and save a lot of energy. And um, and then they went to the front when it really mattered, just before the 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 last climb. Uh, and they had four riders uh, in the in the in the top group. So uh it was clear that this was a stage that Walt von Art had marked as this is a stage I can win. He was the only sprinter. I mean, anyway, it's difficult to qualify or to 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 put a, a label on Walt Van Aert, right? So is he a climber? Is he a sprinter? Is he a time trial? He's everything, right? Right, right. Um, but but still, you know, he's he's a big guy, and he was the he was the only guy up there uh, with that kind of speed in the sprint. Um, so it was clear that he wanted to win that stage, um, and and then at the end, you have obviously you have Peo Bilbao who was attacking in the downhill. Local guy knows the. The roads are extremely well, and uh, we had Jumbo Visma with Benot and um, and Kelderman uh, setting the pace. So obviously they had Van Aert and Vingegaard sitting back, right? Um, they already had to reel in Bilbao, and then when when uh, when Lafay goes with one k to go, they still had these guys. So Kelderman was was setting the pace, but obviously he was he was spent. And then in a last effort, uh, Benoit goes to the front. Uh, I, I really don't understand why Jonas Vingegaard didn't take a pole. Hmm. Um, if it was that big of a goal for them to win the stage with Van Aert, with one strong pull of Vingegaard, he, v, v, Jonas Vingegaard did the same thing twice in the Dauphiné for Christophe Laporte. He, he did the last kilometer and it was unbelievably fast. So... Vingegaard was there in a position that he could have gone to the front and and take a pool of three four hundred meters. They would have reeled in, Lafay and Van Aert would have won the sprint. Now uh, I'm, I, so I, 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 I hate to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm, some of our listeners are probably questioning. It's go. Why would the defending champion and GC contender take a pole in a sprint? Well, I mean, you know, because obviously it's a team. Uh, Van Aert has done already in the past tremendous work for for Vingegaard and he will have to and he will do a lot of work for him in this tour so I personally think that the sooner Van Aert wins a stage the better for Jumbo Visma because you know obviously Van Aert knows his job but he's also a champion and he you know he has an ego and he wants to win a stage or he wants to win several stages mm -hmm. this was a stage that they had marked as okay this is a stage we can win um so I, I i don't get it i don't i don't i don't understand um i don't know if there's going to be some kind of disagreement or unhappiness from van art to towards uh towards vingegaard i think vingegaard is super super focused on pogacar and you know the explanation could be well if vingegaard pulls van art can win the stage but Pogacar gets second instead mm -hmm. of third mm -hmm. and instead of four seconds he gets six seconds but in, it, that's really that's really you know neglectable I would think you know it's whether he takes four or six seconds I think it's a lot more important to have Van Aert happy and motivated for the rest of the tour 
and 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 if if Van Aert wins today's stage and he owes it to Vingegaard, which would have been the case, then you have a Van Aert who will give. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not going to give his 100, his 100, but it's it's just a little bit extra, and the good feeling within the team also. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it would. You know, if yesterday UAE is the mental winner of. I mean, they won the stage. If today Jumbo Visma can respond to that, it's again equal, right? This this battle. You guys won a stage, but so did we. So uh, I found it surprising to see that that Jonas Vingegaard didn't take that last pull. He could have. Uh, and Van Aert definitely would have won the stage. Yeah, so interesting. You've talked a lot in the past about the the politics among the peloton, but the politics within your own bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody yeah. needs a little something. And UAE is in a great position because they're already in yellow. Yates is getting some. They've 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 had a victory under their belt already. Yeah. And just, yeah. yeah, so you no, know, I think I think in this case here, uh, Yates will definitely as soon as he's out of yellow, he will. He will give it his all yeah. for for Pogacar. Um, Van Aert will also give it his all. But I think the atmosphere within the team would have been different if today Van Aert wins and it's thanks to Vingegaard. That would have been a bit amazing. It's Of course, you know, it's so easy to say when you're watching on screen and then you review the images and said, oh, you know, I mean, in the heat of the action, it's it's difficult. But the fact that, that uh, you know, you had Keldermont pulling and when he was done, there was nobody there. And then Tish Benot, who was already spent, had to come from behind and do one extra pull. But obviously, he didn't have the power anymore. Vingegaard still had that power. Yeah. And they would, have, they would have caught him, for sure. You know, it's pretty remarkable. My observation is, if the goal is for Wout Van Aert to win, how often Wout Van Aert has to close gaps? He always seems to be in a position of like, yeah. no one else is going to do this but me. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so he, he's pretty spent going into a lot of sprints. Uh, just a well, testament already, to him. You know, already today, we could see on the climb that Van Aert had to go on the limit to stay with that first group on the Yaiski Bell, logically, uh, because it was all the best guys. So, you know, he was already, you know, like giving it his all. And then he... Uh, I think it was Pitcock. Yeah, when Pitcock attacked, it was mm-hmm. Van Aert who closed the gap, right? Um, yeah, if so- you want to see a funny visual, funny to me, uh, when, you know, Pitcock, his attack didn't stick because Van Aert closed it. But there's a shot. I'll try to find it to put on here. You had a, a front shot from the moto of Pitcock. And you can see all of Wout Van Aert behind Pitcock. Mm-hmm. Just the difference in size yeah, of those so two small, riders. so narrow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Pretty remarkable, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's also you know, it's it is if you are Walt Van Aert and you're so strong, and and everybody knows that that's your goal and that's the goal of your team, it's not easy to win because every situation that's that's happening, you have to solve it. There's nobody else, everybody's waiting for Van Aert and Jumbo to to kind of fail to solve a situation to take advantage of it and then get away. So it's it's that's the price you have to pay for being so good. You know you have to be when Van Aert wins, it's because he's by far the strongest. Uh, he he has to do so much more work than, mm-hmm. than anybody else who's up there rivaling with him. Uh, let's talk about some of the other GC contenders that are looking good right out of the gate. I know um, Bernal was right out there. Egan Bernal's looking good. Yeah, what I, do you, you know, know about I, him? 
I said, uh, you know, yesterday he was not with the first uh, group, but he was right after there. It's the first time we see Egan Bernal again, you know, like up there. Uh, and I've seen his interview yesterday. I've seen his interview today. He seems to be very happy. Of course, I mean, he's super happy that he's back in the tour and that he thinks he can be a factor. He's not, I mean, he's not going to win the tour. Uh, but I think from what I see uh, and the way I see him on the bike, uh, he's going to get better and better in this Tour de France, in my opinion. And um, we'll see something of, you know, the Egan Bernal we used to see. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's he's able to win a stage. Um, I think even uh, has a shot at the podium. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I like what I like what I see. From, yeah. Uh, and just if, for any newer listeners out there, Egan Bernal, previous tour winner, horrible accident. I don't remember how long it was ago, but imagine yourself two years ago, two years ago imagine yourself uh, head down in a time trial position training and slamming into the back of a truck, like a dump truck, pretty much. Uh, nasty, nasty accident and recovery. So it is good to see him back. And I had to look up. He's only 26. It was actually, uh, JB, it's actually uh, only one year ago. It was the beginning of last year. Okay. Yeah. You know, because two years ago, he won the Giro. Yeah. If two you look ago. at his socials and go back a year, him laid up in that hospital, it was bad. So yeah, well, great I mean, to see I, him back. I, I st I'm still seeing, I mean, uh, there was camera images from the crash actually. He was on his time trial bike. He was looking down and he went head first against a parked truck Ugh. or a bus, a bus. That was so bad. I mean, yeah. the fact that he's riding his bike is, is a miracle, uh, yeah. let alone be in the tour. And, and, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I mean, any, anything that happens for him in the tour is a victory, right? But, uh, he looks, he looks better and better. Um, after we finished the show yesterday, the recording, but we speculated that that uh, Richard Carapaz would not start today. Turns out it was a fractured kneecap or mm -hmm. it just sounds horrible. Uh, that changes dynamics for EF's goals. And we saw and uh, for American audience, this is exciting. We see Neil Nielsen Palace, who's riding mm -hmm. well. And it seems as though it, his goal is going to be to get that polka dot jersey, which mm -hmm. would be a a great results for that team and exciting for a U.S. audience to to yeah. have uh, an well, American on I've, a podium. I've read I've read that uh, it, it, one of his dreams when he was a, when he was a child was to wear that that jersey that specific mm. jersey the polka dot jersey. So how nice is that, right? Um, and and I can even see Lance change his mind on the polka dot jersey if an American because <laughs> he, he likes over. Nielsen. He likes Nielsen in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but, um, you know, obviously today, great ride from him. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, he's gonna, you know, if he wants to pursue that Jersey, it's, it's not an easy competition because you have to be in breakaways, uh, especially because there's some really, really big climbs on which the GC riders, uh, get a lot of points. Uh, so you have to be in a lot of breakaways, uh, and obviously he he knows. I mean, he's he's riding really well, and and he knows how to get in breakaways. So um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, shame of Richard Carapaz. You know, I mean, I, I want to mention that also. I mean, if you if afterwards you see that you have a fractured kneecap, and thinking that he did the last twenty k, twenty twenty five kilometers of that stage. Mm. 
going up that climb, which is incredibly steep. Um, it's probably a small fracture, right? But that hurts, like, yeah. I mean, that hurts unbelievably. Um, it's, you know, apparently it's not too severe. So um, I've, I've read the reports and apparently within two weeks, he, he, he would be able to start cycling again lightly so it's obviously not it's not a break it's it's not it's not a it's not broken it's it's fractured uh but still i mean yeah both both him and and Hendrik mas Hendrik mas also broken scapula and and i think severely concussed also oh yeah, yeah so uh yeah i mean you know it can happen i mean those were two big names right the two leaders of their teams who uh, after day one are out uh, but you know, EF, uh, we, we talked yesterday about readjusting and, and, and finding new goals. Obviously EF, uh, today were definitely doing that. And, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see with movie start. It's going to take a few days for them to, uh, to get readjusted, but, uh, yeah, you okay. have to keep going, you know, 20 more days. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. We have our, uh, our Ventum trivia. And I bet you knew the answer from yesterday. The tallest climb in this year's tour, Johan, was, is, I'll let you answer. That is correct. That is correct. You are. What is it, like 2,700 meters or something? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. around 9,000 feet. 2,006, 2,700 meters. I remember Iseron from when Egan Bernal uh, won the tour. they went over Iseron and he went, went as soon as they hit 2000 meters, he went, he took a minute and then on the top of the climb or at the beginning of the downhill, the race, the stage was canceled because there was a big mudslide on the other side. And God. that's basically how he won the tour on that climb. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. The, the road was closed. There was no going yeah. past it. It was yeah. a mudslide. Uh, now the next question, again, this is from Ventum and, uh, if you want to answer this question, you can go in the email your answer and go in a drawing for a brand new NS1, a complete bike. So today's question is, who was the first organizer of the Tour de France? All right. Don't blurt it out, Johan, like Lance did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> who was the first organizer? You can look it up. It doesn't matter. What year, what year, what, what year was it? Ooh, I don't know offhand. Oh, man. I think... I think 1903, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. 1903 was the first Tour de France, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember 2003 was the 100th anniversary. Not the 100th edition, but the 100th anniversary. Mm. Oh, because there were a couple of years during war. Well, with, the, with the war, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So send your answer. Who, uh, who was the first organi- organizer of the Tour de France? Send your answer in an email to trivia at VentumRacing.com. And at the end of the tour, we're going to draw a name of somebody who's participated in this, uh, and you'll win a brand new NS1. And if you want to send any, oh, I have a question for you. That's right. Okay. You can send questions to JB2, JB squared at WeDo.team. And Daniel writes, first a comment, joyful music to my ears, you two are. <laughs> Thank you so for much for keeping the JB Squared show up and running. It's an amazing, it's amazing how you guys manage to do all these shows and deliver always super entertaining time with lots of spicy scoops. 
And keep in mind, uh, if you think it's a big deal, I do these two. Johan still has La Movida and Outcomes ahead of him. So, uh, But he went on to ask this question for you, Johan. Uh, he said, would Alan Piper have been able to leash up Pogachar? Do you think his authority over him is what is missing in UAE? Uh, again, that's from Daniel. Thanks for writing mm -hmm. in. Well, um, I think the, the first year, the first year that Pogacar won the tour 2020, Alan was in the car. Um, he was, he was, he was there. Um, 2021, he was not, uh, but Pogacar was incredibly strong. Uh, now Alan's not with UAE anymore. Um, I think Alan had a, uh, very still has a very good relationship with Pogacar, but but you know he he uh, he definitely had some influence over him uh, by talking to him, and doesn't not doesn't not necessarily always need to be in the race, you know. The you can explain the way you see things, or or post stage you can have a debrief and with 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 somebody who's not even there. Um, yeah, I mean. Pogacar is Pogacar. And uh, once he has his numbers on, it, he just goes for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the problem. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it is one of his danger. One of the dangers, it's one of his biggest enemies is his own enthusiasm. We've said it already in the mm -hmm. past. Um, obviously that's the way he races. Looks like this year is going to be the same. You know, we've, we've seen two stages and two stages. He just went for it. So uh doesn't look like uh neither Pogacar nor the team has learned anything from last year but um I don't know man I don't know I mean as far as I know I mean I've read that Alan is now a consultant with uh Jayco Alula mm. so with Simon Yates you know the 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 guy who got second yesterday so um that's the team that writes. I mean, they obviously don't have the quality. Uh, they don't have the horsepower, you know, uh, of UAE. But uh, they're they're riding smart usually. And um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I, I think I personally think in in UAE that the the, the problem is that in the car. Uh, and I've said this already in other in other episodes of the move, probably last year, is that in the car the guys go with the enthusiasm of today and they kind of you know follow and say oh, come on let's go let's kill them let's do this come on you're dropping this guy mm -hmm. i think it needs to be counterbalanced in the car it needs to be the voice of reason um and especially when you have and, and it's usually the case when you have a big talent like Pogacar, you know, I had the same with 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 Lanza had the same thing sometimes and with Contador the same the biggest challenge was to slow these guys down and to say, yeah. hey, listen, think about tomorrow. Think about your teammates. You know, uh, this is long race because they're always good and they always yeah. want to win. Yeah, that's you know, but, it's very similar to what we talked about earlier, balancing that ego, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeping yeah. it in so, check. I have kind of a follow-up question to, to Daniel is uh, – you know, Alan Piper, for health reasons, was doing some directing remotely, which is mm -hmm. a pretty interesting position to be in. My question for you, because I, I, what you see when you're in the car, the heat of the moment is very different from what someone in a controlled environment uh, watching it on television 
yeah. can see. When you were directing, Johan, did you have anybody or maybe more than one very yes. trusted people that you would call and get yeah. their analysis? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Because and uh, you know, there's I had people on on standby. To, whatever was whatever they saw. I mean, obviously, it needs to be people who really know cycling. And yeah. but you know, sometimes you see things on TV that you don't see in the race, and even in the race, you have a small TV screen. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I had different sources of of information uh, remotely. Uh, to to be able to you know know straight away what was going on and so you might get a call while you were driving to get a call oh I need to take that right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but and I also have to say JB and maybe it's I mean maybe I I, I mean I, anyway I'm allowed to say whatever I want because <laughs> I'm I'm banned for life so this doesn't matter uh, <laughs> but I I get calls from from teams and 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 riders to uh, to the asking for my opinion during the tour during the tour of spain during the races so i think i think more a lot of a lot of teams have that kind of system they have their network of of sources of information and 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 sources for advice can can you divulge who maybe a, one name of who you oh. trusted the most no oh 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 when you, when you were the most. who you trust <laughs> not no not now what's going on <laughs> who yeah. you trusted the most uh, well i mean one 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 person who always called me whatever because you know we we he, we know each other extremely well and uh and and ha he, the guy has raced also not at a professional level but for my brother hmm. my brother knows a lot about cycling so he was always you know when when he was watching he said hey I just saw this. I just, and I know, I knew that when he saw something that it was, it probably made sense. Okay. That's interesting. And what's, what's your brother's name? What does he do? My brother is a personal trainer now. Oh. Uh, he's uh, yeah. His name is Alain. He's four years younger than me. Wow. Any other yeah. siblings? I don't know all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have two younger sisters too. Ah, I have yeah. three siblings also three sisters. Yeah. The are, sister, you, are you the oldest or I'm the no, oldest? No, I'm the third. I'm the third one down the line. Okay. Yeah, you're the oldest. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The way <laughs> yeah, you 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 act like an oldest sibling. The way the way you lead. <laughs> the way you lead. My oldest sister is that way. Um, mm -hmm. All right. If you have a question for a future show specifically for Johan, send it to JB Squared. That's JB Two at we do dot team. W E D U dot team. Got it. Got it. All right, Johan, thank you so much, and we'll talk tomorrow. Okay, thanks, Tibby. Talk tomorrow.